welcome to yet another exciting time on the radio. It's Impact Purify, and it's more than a joy I've been here today. I'd like to thank all of you for your time, and thank you so much as you joined us every Sunday as we do this. Uh, it's still a Think Series, and I, hopefully I could just stretch it to uh, another two or three weeks more, because there are just some ideologies I'm debunking. Uh, still on the Think Series, and you can get the podcast if you go to my Twitter page at Rufi the Fire, R-U-F-F-Y. D-F-I-R-E, or just go to the Refi Speaks podcast. Just Google it up. Refi Speaks podcast. You'll be able to get it. It's an Apple podcast. It's on all, all the podcasts. It's on Anchor. It's on uh, Spotify. And great, great, great viewership. Uh, great uh, listenership from all over the world. Thank you guys so much. So as I was saying, the Think Series. Why do you think you have to steal to be successful? Why? Why do you think you have to steal loot national treasure to be successful? Why do politicians think they have to steal to be successful? Why do you in that company think you have to steal to be successful? Is it because the successful people you see around are people that have stolen? Or let me use the word, very funny word, my coinage, stealers. <laughs> Is that the reason? You see, because you don't just think that nobody can eke out an honest, decent living in this country without stealing. Is it because you think that nobody can get anything done without stealing or patronage of some form? Is that the initial idea you have or what you've seen? And the funny thing about our society is we don't know how powerful media is. Media constantly shows us the glamorous story of thieves. They adorn our glossy pages here and there. Their parties are the parties to die for. But you know the guy's going through a trial because he stole XYZ billions. But the society glitterati and everybody come to his party and tell him that he's a good man and he's a jolly good fellow. So is that what you see every time? And you want to be appreciated. And don't get me wrong, every human being wants fame. I mean, if you go read a lot of Sigmund Freud, you'll know that the human mind wants fame, it wants adulation, it wants celebration and glory. No matter who you are, even if you think, oh, I don't care about it, it's a lie. If they give it to you, take it. Is that what you see? But let me tell you something, that do you know that stealing is as a result of a myopic mindset? Stealing is, is as a result of a myopic mindset and a mind that is not ready to do anything. Just like kidnapping people and hurting people for money is as a result of a myopic thinking. And it's a very, very myopic thinking. I'm going to prove it to you. I tell you this, if you truly put your mind to it, the wealth you envisage, you can truly create. And it's the capacity of your mind. And how does wealth come? It comes by you creating value. Any form of value. As long as within legitimate means, it's value. So wealth comes by bettering the lot of humanity. And you can expose yourself to that level of wealth, even without stealing. 
But it's because your mind has not thought hard and long enough about it. Point one. Politicians that steal, they forget that if they truly use the money to benefit a lot of people, then society will become a whole lot better. Just imagine, they steal a lot of money and they fall sick. Because the money was supposed to be used for the health care, nobody gets good health care. They still have to travel abroad and probably they die in the health ambulance. But they forget that if they had truly spent the money on healthcare, it was going to put a ricocheting effect in society. Medical suppliers will be able to make new means of income. Doctors will be able to make new means of income. And the generality of population will be a whole lot better. And that will have created more industries because the guy that makes the medical equipment will be able to service his industry because money is actually coming for him to be able to service his industry because he has to deliver medical equipment to the hospital then you will have created one new industry called the medical equipment industry in nigeria and that industry will need people to work for them and when people come in to work for them then they get money in their pockets and there's a cascading effect in society so as new industries are created, it gives you more capacity to be able to make wealth. But if you steal that money that ought to be used at the medical hospital, the doctors can purchase the things they need to purchase, the medical equipment manufacturer cannot manufacture, and then you create poverty. And that's why corruption creates poverty. Because in the long run, you keep shortchanging yourself all the immense possibilities you could have got in society and the thing about society is the more you create or the more you are pioneers and you create new streams of income the more propensity you have to make wealth in society the more propensity the government has to collect taxes and use the money for the betterment of people so for every time you have corrupt corruptly taking government fund rather than using it to boost the economy what you have done is you have short-circuited the flow of wealth in Nigeria. Have you ever wondered when coronavirus happened, what the American government did do was to put out a spending fund close to about $6 trillion now to be able to put money in the hands of people so that businesses can open and America can get a paycheck in their pockets. You know why the government is doing that? Because they know that if they create more sources of wealth and people get back to work and people are actually working, then you can balance out the negative effects of coronavirus on the economy that are stopping from working for a long time. And secondly, you can start to create new channels of wealth again. And the more new businesses open, the more sectors open, the more factories open, then you are creating new channels of wealth. And the more you create it, then you can have access to greater wealth. So for those that still, what they forget in a hurry is that rather than creating new channels of wealth that everybody can make money from, that'll make them more money, they have short-circuited the channel of wealth when they stole. So the highest form of stupidity is the stealing of government funds. When that money can be earmarked for necessary industries to create new channel of wealth. But it's a myopic thinking that when you steal the money, you go to put it in a foreign account where that same country uses the money to create new channel of wealth and invest in its own economy. 
So when you still are going to take money abroad, you have just made another country richer rather than anything. And that's why when you look, it's so easy for us to say, oh, we are repatriating the Abacha fund from overseas. But do you know how much the Swiss government has made in interest of that money over the years? Just think of it. Yeah, they can return the money to you. But do you know how much they've made in the interests of that money over the years? Do you know how many businesses that have been set up that they have used that money to trade? Do you know how many loans they had given to Swiss startups from that money? And those Swiss startups had in turn paid back the money and they had gotten an interest over So when you steal and you take a resource overseas, it's a celebration of the stupidity you have and it's a myopic thinking. Because what you have done invariably is you have short-circuited wealth. It's just like when they give you money to build roads and you steal most of the money, your total contract gave you half of the money and you take over 60% of the contract sum and when you take over 60% of the contract sum because you are the government uh, representative that is going to sign up the papers and you say the contractor should go and work with the rest. So what you have done is this. If the contractor was supposed to employ 15 people before, because you have taken 60% of the contract sum, he will now employ five people. An average Nigerian family is four. So the contractor that was supposed to employ 15 times four, 60 people. So for every 60, every 15 people he employs, 60 people benefit because the size of family is four then because of the corruption you did that you took out of the money he employs five people then four people benefits if an average nigerian family is four then instead of 60 people benefiting from that wealth 20 people will now benefit so you have lost 40 people the chance of benefiting from that same road that ought to be done because you wanted to eat all the money and keep it in a foreign bank account so when you have done that just imagine what the 60 people will have used that money to do how they could bless other 60 people and that's the trickle effect of wealth in society but when you block it by corrupt means then you block the path to wealth creation and i tell you what there are billionaires in america today that just do medical insurance so do you know the trillions of naira embedded in the healthcare sector in this country? If only people have not been corrupt. The NHIS, for instance, if people have not been corrupt with the money, health insurance in Nigeria, do you know the billions people have benefited from health insurance and people have contributed to health insurance? I'm just trying to explain to you the cascading effect of what corruption does. Corruption would definitely breed poverty. And what a lot of people don't know is that for every time you are corrupt, you short circuit production and the productive capacity of every economy. I'll give you another instance. Thomas Edison didn't have the money, but he had the idea. He had worked on a light bulb, tried about 5,000 times. Then he went to meet J.P. Morgan, James Pierpont Morgan. Then he said, let me try this new technology called electricity. Then James Pierpont Morgan said, okay, try it out. Then he tried it out and it worked. It was a success. Then James Pierpont Morgan gave him some money to build power factories. Then as electricity started to boom, that people knew that electricity worked, then people like 
Longy Beard could invent the television that worked with electricity. Then they invented radios that work with electricity. Then they invented lightings and a lot of other things that work with electricity. Then everything started to build around electricity. Because just because of the creation and the money put in the electricity sector, a new ecosystem of electricity was generated. As at 1800, nobody will have created anything that worked on electricity. But after the late 1800s, that Thomas Edison perfected electricity, started building general electric uh, powerhouses and things like that, then a new ecosystem emerged from that that powered American economy. Then people had electricity in their homes. They had neon lights and they had things like that. Then even a new advertising sector based on electricity started. Neon light advertising and all of that. Then the subset of the electricity sector is what trillions of naira today. Because Pierpont Morgan gave the financial enablement for Thomas Edison and then he could start up the revolution of electricity and a lot of people bought into it. Just imagine, what if James Pierpont Morgan had not given the money to be able to build that electricity powerhouses to Thomas Edison? Then a lot of people will never benefit. And that's why, in conclusion, before I take calls, and that's why Henry Ford wrote a book in 1925. He called it Today and Tomorrow. And he said something in that book. He said, we must all be pioneers. That means we must all go start new industry. It is when we start new industry, wealth will be created. The problem why poverty is pervasive is because even the industries we had either to close because of bad policies or corruption or whatever it is. Take, for instance, as a good friend of mine. I'll bring him on the show. He's a newspaper, he writes newspaper articles, a top journalist, Le Conchotter. Le Conchotter told me the story of how his parents owned a factory called Sokas. Sokas was one of the largest lace-producing factories in this country. In fact, they had partnership from an Austrian company. And as I said, when Sokas was doing well, Sokas was employing 5,000 people. But because of the economic retrogression and everything, Sokas shut down. Just imagine you taking 5,000 jobs away from people. Then society would definitely regress. So the reason for the absolute poverty we've had is because we have taken opportunities away where we need to reproduce those opportunities. So that's why the greatest form of myopic thinking is stealing government funds that ought to be used to benefit the lot of the people. Think. Let's take calls. 0700 993 993 993.